Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 453 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. Christian Piles is not here today. He's en route to Iowa for the big dual meet tomorrow. But Ben Askren is here from Wisconsin. <laughs> and Daniel Roy Lobdell Jr. is back on the desk. Wearing, right, yeah, I'm uh, glad you did that because I wasn't sure which one of us was going to have to do it. Yeah. I, I was. Someone asked me if I was going to do I, it last night, and I was just like, I'm going to try to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I was expecting Nomad to, to do it actually. So when when your voice came in, I was, you know, kind of surprised. <laughs> um, you know, there was sufficient roasting of Wisconsin. My Wisconsin people, they they didn't really love yesterday's episode because you guys picked on us a little too much. So not, hopefully there'll be you roasting. guys, Christian Piles. Yeah, so, it was it was Christian. Okay, it was Christian Piles picking <laughs> on Wisconsin mostly. Um, so, you know, Christian, do you think he's the first thing he's going to do when he gets to Iowa? Do you think he's going to go straight to Casey's Pizza and try to collect on that sponsorship? So, we, we're actually talking to them right now in direct <laughs> messages. Uh, we're trying to set something up for Friday <laughs> afternoon. I'm serious. We're, uh, for once, once you're there on the ground, too. What, would it be like a photo shoot? or, or what, what, what I don't know yet. Here? I don't know. They said they uh, they wanted to know, like, what time we were thinking, and CP gave them a time, and then uh, – they hit us back uh, pretty late last night, actually, and was just like, "We're gonna talk to our team. We'll get back to you guys tomorrow." So I'm not sure okay. what they have in mind, but it, it's gonna be it's gonna be incredible. All right, I'm I'm looking forward to Casey's Pizza. I told you I could only eat about three slices, and I feel obese. So <laughs> that's, that's all I'm gonna do. Uh, Dan, before we get started, I think you should explain your shirt. Oh yeah, so <laughs> I have. Oh, come uh, on. Ben asked before we even got on the show, he's like, what is that? First of all, it's not a jacket, it's a shirt, it's a regular button-down. Uh, I don't know what to call it. Mike Mike Mal just called it a Navajo rug. Uh, ben called it, like, you know, some sort of Native American pattern. I don't know. It's from Urban Outfitters. I was kind of worried about it. I thought everyone was just going to completely roast me, but it's been positive enough that I'm wearing it again. I wore it on uh, for a Monday meeting 
one day, and then CP's kind of been teasing it on the show ever since because mm-hmm. tch, this is not something that I would normally wear. No. So you must have really liked it, though, because if, if you had something crossed where you said, I think people are there's a decent chance people roast me for this, and yet you still bought it, <laughs> like you had to really like it. Hey, right? You got, I mean, I got, you know, getting a little more confidence in the uh, okay. in in my outerwear. <laughs> nice. So Love there, it. before we hop right into just like previewing uh, the D one weekend, I think there's a couple things uh, we should talk about that kind of got I think lost in the shuffle with as Uh-oh. busy as a week there is um, coming up in the Iowa Penn State and everything. Um, but Nomad earlier this – or which one do you want to do first? Do you want to talk about Hodge rankings or Olympic trial seeds? Yeah, I think, we, you know, we got a Hodge Trophy winner on here as our co-host. I think we should uh, talk about Hodge rankings to, to start us off. Okay. So Dan dropped his most recent Hodge rankings, Ben. I don't know if you saw him. He, you expanded I, I, I it. Love, oh, I love – I think I messed it up in the doc. I, I love the Hodge Trophy. I think it's fantastic. I'm so glad they implemented it. I think it's something that needed to be done. Um, so yeah, I'm pumped to talk about these rankings. So you expanded it, didn't you? Have it at like ten, and now it's what thirteen? Yeah. So it was it was kind of big to start the year. It was like a dozen, uh, and then the so I did three updates. Um, the the fourth update it was at nine, and then Gable Paris didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And you know I got a lot of people saying Paris should should be on there as like honorable mention, and I was like okay, well. You know, whichever one of them wins that, obviously Gable's favored, is going to stay on the list. And then the match didn't happen, so I was like, all right, well, it's not Mason's fault that Gable didn't wrestle him, so now I'm going to expand it. So now I have uh, a top 13 with, what, seven or eight honorable mentions. Um, and it's basically all the guys who are left that are undefeated. And I don't know, could you say it's maybe too many? I don't think so. At this point in the year... If you're undefeated and you have wrestled a legitimate D1 schedule, I think you're still in consideration for the Hodge because crazy stuff happens, and until you lose, you're in consideration for it. I mean, I think that's true to a certain extent, but then at the same time, it feels like a pound-for-pound list because it's like, okay, R. Now, maybe maybe this has happened before. This happened the year when Tony Ramos was a senior. There was a whole bunch of frontrunners, and they all lost. I can't remember all of them, but... Can you imagine a scenario where Zahid, uh, Spencer, Mark, Vincenzo, Alex, Colin Moore, Luke Fletcher all lose? <laughs> like, what? You had, wouldn't your head explode? Because yes. mine would. Yes. Never explode. And, and I think there's definitely tears to it. Like, And, and I said that in there. Zahid yeah. and Spencer and then Mark. And then I think, you know, Chenzo Marinelli, maybe more. And then kind of everybody else. So there's certainly tears to it. Like, if you told me. You know, Kemmer or Mueller, like, no, I'm, I'm, I give them less than a one percent chance of winning, but they're undefeated. Yeah. They're bonusing guys, and they're, they're wrestling the D one schedule. So, and they're my rankings anyway, and no one else is doing hot rankings, and that's why they're the official hot rankings. Okay, that's that's, that's a good deal. Um, all right, I, I like them. I think, you know, I think I would really only make one change, um, possibly two. The and the one change, I think Spencer goes above the heat. I know. I know it says the number two criteria is pins, but I always felt as though, and this is you know going back twenty years, that they, you know, pins were important, but they also really really counted in bonus points, which I guess number three is dominance. So I just feel I know Spencer doesn't pin people, but 
damn, he's dominant. I mean, he just smashes everybody he wrestles. Yeah, so, and, and that's kind of the debate I wanted to get into, because that's ultimately what it rests on, right? I mean, I think yeah. if, if Spencer gets 100% bonus, which no one's ever done before, that's going to make it pretty damn hard to not give him the hodge when the, whatever the individual criteria, you know, pins, dominance, it, it, it's about being the best guy and being, being ultimately being the most yes. dominant. Uh, ultimately, that's what it's about. Yeah. Yes. But there is a question of if the, if, if the award is kind of the namesake of the award is Danny Hodge, right? And yes. I put this in the article. Hodge had thirty six pins and forty six career matches, right? Like it's supposed to be a pinner's yep. award. Um, and well, but that's Spencer kind of only confusing because hold on, when magazine literally gives away another award for the best pinner, so that's why I, I just feel I know it's pin number pins as number two, but they give a shallowest award away for the best pinner every year, also. True. So I always felt like, you know, two, three in my, and at least in my head, the two, three are like a little bit combined um, as to just like all bonus, right? Because bonus is fairly a side of dominance. Um, I wish Spencer would pin a few more people, not waste his time on those tilts. You know, he's got a good hey, bar, he try- dude. He tried against Ohio State. He ran that bar, bar half. Yeah, they went out of bounds. The kid was able to bridge out of bounds. Oh. Um, okay. The – the uh, the argument I'm surprised Nomad's <coughs> not talking about because he was really big on this. Uh, I think last year with the Bo Zahid is the time on the mat. Yep, and then the dominance, well, that's a good one. Uh, like the dominant score. Yeah, because you look at <laughs> Spencer's average time on the mat right now is one period, three minutes. It's insane. That's that's so insane. And his it really, uh, it really is. His dominant score is higher than Zahid, so that's I, I am surprised that uh, you're maybe not factoring that in as much as when you have in the past. Yeah. So yeah. the dominant score, which is which for those that don't know, <clears throat> it's something that I stole from the NCAA, um, and I, th- I think it's a really good thing that they they put it out every week, starting usually about second semester, and it's basically if you treat every match like a duel. What would what would the average point that you get for for your team in a duel? Um, and Spencer's at five point one, Zahid's at four point nine three. Bonus rate is one hundred percent for Spencer versus ninety three for Zahid. An average time on the mat, uh, three minutes for Spencer, five fifteen for Zahid. But again, it's a pinner's award, and Zahid's at forty three percent pin rate, uh, six and fourteen matches. Spencer's at twenty percent pin rate, two and ten matches. So that's the that's the big one that I'm basing it on right now. Yeah. I don't really have a problem with uh, with Spencer over Zahid. I think this is one of the better. Um, I think this is one of the better Hodge races in recent memory. Yeah, I, I thought uh, Bo and and Nolf could have been last year, kind of up until Bo pinned uh, Colin Moore in the duel, and then I thought that that kind of sealed yeah. it. And then obviously the the Hydley match happened where you know Bo never really had anything uh, like like that over the course of the year. But I think this is. I can't remember a Hodge race that was more interesting and um, this close, like maybe ever. So our um, our good friend Christian Piles is on a plane right now, but he is on Facebook Live commenting. Oh, nice! And he wants I, us I to talk we... about the uh, competition that they've faced because Zahid has unquestionably faced tougher competition than spencer lee i i think we should just talk trash on christian because you know like have you guys ever got a text conversation with christian like <laughs> he won't he won't give up and so sometimes like i literally just keep saying stuff so just to f with him 
and he will he will not give up. So like, you know how antagonized he'd be right now if we were just like disagreeing with every point he made, and he'll be typing in the computer, and we'll just be disagreeing, and he'll be he'll be getting so mad on the plane. Uh, I mean, be so funny. I think it's unbelievably <laughs> disrespectful to Spencer Lee's opponents to say that they are not as good as the opponents that Zahid Valencia has faced. <laughs> Jeez, CP, be disrespectful from 35,000 feet. Unacceptable. <laughs> All right, let's run down. <laughs> Spencer Lee, ranked wins. He has beaten number six, Devin Schroeder, number eight, Alex Mackle, number 19, Fabian Gutierrez, and number 24, Nolan Hellickson. Uh, Schroeder, 15 0 and 253. Alex Mackle, 17 2 and 253. Gutierrez, 16 5. That was the first match of the year. And Hellickson, 16 1 and 332. So. He only has two top ten wins. Zaheed has four top ten wins. Um, beat number three, Trent Hadley, 12-4. Number five, Louis Dupre, 13-4. Number six, Andrew Morgan, 18-7. Number nine, Taylor Venz, 8-7. Uh, Damn. As well as he beat Marcus Coleman, 20-6. He beat Billy Janzer, 19-4. And he also beat Sammy Colbray, who switched weights but was ranked at the time, would still be ranked. So he's got seven ranked wins in 14 matches. So half, and again, more top ten wins. Spencer has four ranked wins in ten matches, two against top ten guys. Let me ask you this, guys. Would, you, would Spencer be on the number one in this list if he would have finished out the Midlands? Because he would have had two ranked guys to finish out the Midlands. And, you know, I don't want to say guarantee he's going to bonus them, but there's probably a good chance he's going to bonus them. And now he's got two more bonuses on his resume. He's got two more ranked wins on his resume. That would help him, correct? Oh, it would absolutely help, and and I've I put that in the article too. Um, to to me, there is a tremendous value in, in college wrestling, <clears throat> in D one wrestling, where so few times there is a tournament where a bunch of guys get together and you have to. It, it all shakes out to see who the best guy in a bracket is. That I do place a lot of value on that, and that's part of why Mark isn't higher on the list. It's part of why um, I, I keep flip flip flopping Chenzo and Marinelli because Marinelli yeah. went and won Midlands, and Chenzo again, like the the schedule is what it is. But Chenzo didn't get to go to Scuffle, um, so yeah. you know, yeah, I do think there's a lot of value in winning a tournament, and whether he bonuses Pat Glory or not, if he beats Pat Glory and wins Midlands. Yeah, I do think – basically, if he wins Midlands, whether or not he bonuses Glory, and if he gets maybe one more pin, I think it's pretty clear cut that he is over Zahid. Like, if he had yeah. three pins and six techs instead of two pins and seven techs. was it in the semis? No, man. Was it, it was a Devin Schrader in the semis? It was D'Augustino. It would have been oh, D'Augustino in the he, semis. He, yeah. And then – Glory or – Yeah. Glory. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that, that would boast – I mean – Hey, I wonder if there's been another year where there hasn't been a pinner like this. I mean, when you look at the top 13 here, there's not, like, one really high-level pinner in here. There's no one above 50%. Marinelli's the highest at 50%. And then what I find really interesting about Marinelli's stats, he either pins you or he does not score bonus. Insane. Feast or famine. <laughs> that's that's bizarre. Like, how do you not have one major in there somewhere? Like, you turn the guy over and you just couldn't quite put him flat. What the heck? That's bizarre. I know that one really that one really shook me. So um, he has the highest pin rate on the list. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, because Mark technically only has five because there's a DQ and a stall, uh, DQ and injury default in there. That should count bonus double for stalling yes. someone out. That's I totally hard. agree. The D- DQ should be double. Um, but yeah, like the Marinelli thing is wild. Um, Bray was asking me about why I didn't have more over Marinelli, um, which is maybe fair. And I, I think 
Marinelli and Chenzo gets figured out this week. Um, if Marinelli beats Chenzo again, that's a better win than anything that Colin Moore has, and so I think he pretty solidly stays there. And then if he loses, obviously he's out. Um, ben, are you fine with Pletcher over Nick Lee? Um, you know what? I'm not. I'm not even really considering that far down the list. I just feel like so many things have to happen. I think it's gonna be Spencer or Zahid, really. You know, mm-hmm. and Pletcher. He's he's a he's a major machine, but tech falls and pins just they aren't that high. And you know, obviously, one of those guys is, is going to be knocked off the list. Potentially, both of them at that weight class because there is a lot of parity at 141 pounds. So it's like that's one of those things where I'm like, eh. If somehow one of these guys makes it to nationals undefeated, then then we'll start talking about that that weight because that weight. Remember that weight has six of the top six guys at the Big Ten championships. So we're going to essentially have two nationals for that weight class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think Pletcher should uh, – I'm going to talk about it for a second. I think Pletcher should be above Nick Lee. Um, he has he has 20 wins on the year. 11 of them are against ranked guys. He has 11 ranked wins over nine guys because yeah. he, he wrestled a couple of them twice. And he lost an opportunity uh, because Murin was hurt and he didn't get to wrestle him. If he wrestled him – and has 12 wins over uh, 12 ranked wins in 20 matches. That's 60% of your wins against ranked guys. Quality competition through the roof, strength schedule through the roof. Um, Pletcher having an awesome year. And then another one, and then we can kind of move on after that. But another one I struggled with was Gable over Deacon um, because Gable didn't wrestle at CKLV. He has fewer matches than Deacon. Deacon yeah. has seven ranked wins out of 12 on the year, including wins over, uh, let's see here. Number two, Hayden Hiley. Number three, David Carr. Number six, Kendall Coleman. Number eight, Will Lewan. And, of course, he, he really smacked up Coleman uh, 14-0. So, Deacon's having an awesome year. I'm with you, Ben. I understand that, it's, it, it, to me, again, it's, it's between uh, Zahid and Spencer with Mark, like, kind of floating around there, number three. Um, yeah. So. What about criteria six and seven? Hate them. Criteria six, sportsmanship slash oh, citizenship. Seven, heart. Who stop, has been stop. a better sportsman and citizen, well, you, and who has more heart? You guys know why they put that on there, so they could give Nick Ackerman the award because they wanted to um, in whatever, 1999 or 2000. It's it total hypocrisy. They give Nick Ackerman the award, and what he did was freaking outstanding, right? But then at the same time, when Anthony Robles does the same thing with a disability in Division One, and not, and not just – and Anthony Robles had legit Hodge criteria. It wasn't like – Hey, this feels good to give this guy the Hodge. Like this guy could legitimately win the Hodge the year that Burroughs won it. Um, so you know, Win Magazine put that on there. Win Magazine also has the dubious distinction of giving the Hodge Trophy to Brett Metcalf when he had a loss when there were other undefeated people in there, and he had been pinned that year. So you know, Win, win uh, they haven't done the greatest job of picking the Hodge. I think there's probably two or three where they they kind of botched it. Yeah, the the 2011 race was was actually really interesting because you had yeah, really good. so Burroughs won which you know kind of hard to pick against uh Burroughs but Robles had were you were, were you coaching there when he yeah I was at Arizona State that year but and Burroughs obviously that you know hindsight looks better on Burroughs but Burroughs was pretty dominant but he didn't do he didn't have a lot of turns and so he didn't score the rate of bonus that some of these other guys were Burroughs, they have uh, in the article. They have his stats as thirty six pins, six techs, four, uh, six pins, fourteen techs. Robles thirty six and zero, so same record. Two only yeah. two pins, but twenty four techs. 
Oh my god. Yeah, he kicked everybody. It was insane. He couldn't stop it. Like and and I think wild. that's a I think it's a pretty good I, I think that one's a pretty good um comparison to this year because and and again, not that like either Jordan or Zahid uh, you know, Jordan 2011 Zahid this year had crazy pin numbers, but yeah. um, you know they were had better career credentials mainly because you know Spencer's a year younger than Zahid. But man, yeah. if if Spencer ends up with something like that, where so Robles had what two thirds of his matches were techs. If Spencer has something like that yeah. where he goes 20 and 0 with 15, you know, 14 or 15 techs, that's insane. There's a decent ch- yeah, there's a decent chance that. And so yeah, I mean that was one race where and you say like. You know, pins is the same criteria, but Burroughs only had six of them. It's not, it's not like it was a high number. It wasn't like it was like 40% or something. Um, so, yeah, I felt I felt like Gwyn Magazine missed it that year for sure. Well, and then you have Oliver, Jordan Oliver, who actually finished ahead of Robles um, when he was still 133-pounder. 29-0, 11 pins, six techs, seven majors. Yeah, so, I mean, bon- bonus-wise, I mean, that's probably equivalent or similar to what Burroughs did that year. And mm-hmm. that's, uh, you know, uh, Burroughs was the best wrestler of that class, right? I'm not arguing that whatsoever. Sure. But, w- you know, when we're talking about Hodge Trophy, specifically, it's, it's in my mind, and I think we've talked about it, it's the most dominant. It's the guy who goes out there and puts it on everybody, separates himself from the competition. And, um, you know, Jordan just didn't, and he, he'll admit this, I think he had 11 pins his entire college career. He just didn't have great turns. And so his ability to separate himself in the match, although he was the best guy that year, what you know, it just didn't happen as often. Mm. Uh, do you also? Uh, I, I feel like this is an obvious one, but do you also agree that I throw out matches against non D one guys and against teammates when doing these stats? No way! If you go pin them at the CMS, you open. You go pin them at the CMS, you open. <laughs> You're Jack asking the baby. wrong guy. For I know. That. I know. <laughs> ben, who were who were the uh, finalists in the years you won? Um. Well, let's see. Two thousand seven. It was. I mean, I think it was me and Cole Conrad were the main guys both years. Mm. Um, you know, Cole was undefeated both those years. Had a very high percentage of pins. Also, I can't remember what they were. So I believe he was number two both those years. I think Steve Mako was close. I think he was. If I remember, he was undefeated going into the NCAA finals when he lost to Cole Conrad in 2006, and he had a high pin rate. Also, um, 2007. Who? I, I think me and Cole were just kind of so far out there that it was. I think Herbert might have actually been in there in 2006 also because he was also undefeated till the national finals and had a really high um, bonus rate. So I, think- I, I got one of them. It says, uh, whichever year this is, because it says Ben Askren 2006 and 2007 Hodge Trophy winner. Um, so I don't know which year this was. But one of the years, Conrad, 39-0 with 14 pins, and it was the year he beat Mako four was- times. So that would probably have been 06. 2006. So I was not correct on that Mako stat. My bad. But that I mean that's a now that's a good Hodge race too where you have you have better stats but he yeah. beat he beat a two-time champ. Yeah. I mean Mako's times. kind of an all, Yeah, Mako's an all-timer. He's a four-time finalist. Um, you know, without Cole Conrad, he's a three-time finalist with uh, a second-place finish to go with it. I mean, Mako had an outstanding college career, so yeah, that I mean obviously strength and competition but when you look Backwards, right? Uh, Mark, I had Mark Perry and Jake Herbert in my bracket that year, so you know it does a little bit even out. Even though I'd say Mako was probably the best at that point in time. Oh yeah, that's a good point too about quality competition. Where you want a bracket where the next year you guys all separated, and, and we all won sixty-five, seventy-four, eighty-four had the champ. 
Um, yeah. Conrad, I'm trying to find Conrad's senior year. Uh, whatever it doesn't he matter. Of, he had he had a lot of pins. He, he, I mean, he really really put on. That's why I felt the need to go to the CMS Open because I knew Cole <laughs> Conrad was going to get a whole bunch of pins. I wanted my stats to look gaudy. I had 29 pins my senior year. Yeah, well, and I don't know. I just look. It's hard enough to win an NCAA title. It's hard enough to go undefeated. But I do think for some of these transcendent guys like Zahid, like Spencer, like Mark, you should make the Hodge. Uh, a yes. centerpiece of your senior season or in your junior season for some of them. Like if you're that transcendent, it it should be a goal of yours. I know that. Um, I know Zahid, the the Arizona State staff and Zahid were trying to figure out what the takedown record was for a single season because he right. wants to oh, get really? it. Yeah. And no because, one knows what that is. No, 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 the, no, no. Kyle Dressing has freaking, terrible record keeping. Ah, oh, freaking wrestling. But Seriously. I bet he can get 200. I bet he can get 200 takedowns. Anyway, um, I think it's an awesome hot race this year. If anybody the, – the, not like last year where I was completely poo-pooing any of the idiots who voted for Nolf over Nickel. Um, Spencer Lee with a three-minute average time on Matt, which is something that I I have long thought that that stat was really interesting. In fact, the one year that yeah. Zane won, Bo Nickel had a better average time on the Max. He had like 11 first-period pins or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I think this hot race is like fascinating this year. All right, we good there? I, yeah. Let's go. All right, uh, we can talk a little bit about these Olympic trial seeds if you want, Ben. Ooh. Um, Nomad did Wait, his I, best to okay, project. Okay, Nomad seeds? Yeah, these are Nomads. He did his best to project the field, um, most weights, somewhere between six and ten guys at each weight. Um, is there, Nomad, any tough ones that stand out to you or, Ben, any, anywhere that you see right I, away that you want to yell at I him mean, about? They, uh, this is crazy because a person moving one place, like, right, someone going a five and a four flipping, that, that changes two matches, which then could change the next match, which is the semi. I mean, yeah, I mean, 57, I think, is a nightmare. I would be good <laughs> with that. But then if you want to move Joe Cohn up a spot or two, I think that could happen also. Um, Nick Suriano, I think he's kind of a disaster at the eighth seed, although I think that's probably the right spot for him. Yeah, well, I guess let's just go wait by wait. Okay. Yeah. No matter, you want to kind of break this down since you're the man who did this. Yeah. So, fifty-seven. Um, to me, at the top, very easy. Gilman had a recent win over Fix, and it was in something that USA Wrestling placed a high level of importance on the the uh, ranking series. However, uh, if you look at the criteria for the Pan Am qualifier, Dayton is the, the first choice there. So um, Dayton still has an opportunity to get the one seed if he qualifies the weight. Um, I've said this one before, Spencer over Gross because Spencer's wins at Senior Nationals were over Tomasello and Vito, and Seth's wins at Bill Farrell were over Tomasello and Suriano. So with Vito mm. beating Suriano, that gives him a, a better win. Joe Colon, that feels like a coin. That feels like a coin flip to me, right? Or no? Yeah, it is a coin flip. I'm just you know, if okay. you're looking at if you're looking at the yeah. the the seeds themselves, who has better wins within the guys in the field? Yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, but right, it's, it's I mean, we're talking about the a win over uh, Vito versus um, oh my gosh, a win over who's the other guy? Suriano, not NATO. Suriano, thank you. I mean that that feels like a coin flip to me. I mean, the, I mean it was it was a two to two match, Suriano and, and Vito. So, ooh, that that sucks that they got to pick a seed based on that. 
Mm-hmm. There's got to be something else, doesn't there? Well, I mean, not really, because when you look at the kind of the seeding criteria, so it's supposed to be, you know, matches within the last year. So base, you're looking yep. at basically the Open, the 2019 Open up until, you know, everything that happens leading up yeah. to the trials. Um, neither one wrestled in that. Right. So there's going to be no head-to-heads between uh, Spencer and Seth. And then, you know, medalist at a UWW event, which Farrell technically is one, but I don't yeah. know that I don't know that USA Wrestling is going to go, well, gross as should be, because it wasn't like he beat any foreign opponents there. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't really Man. mind if, if Spencer's ahead of, uh, or if Seth's ahead of Spencer, but that's how I got there. Cologne yeah. was a tough one. I had him, uh, like, nine, eight or nine, because... He lost most recently to Suriano. He lost most recently to Nation, even though those were outside of the last year. But then, you know, with the the medalist at a UWW event criteria, he gets the silver in Rome. So I think that puts him ahead of of Tomasello, who made the finals of two domestic events. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I- I'm good with it. I mean, who knows what USA Wrestling's going to do? But yeah, I- I'm good with that. If you were if if you were in the seating meeting, what would you? What would be the well, thing I'm you would pretty, argue the hardest for about fifty-seven I, before we move on six-five? I'm pretty thankful that I don't have to choose this weight <laughs> class. I mean, it, so obviously, and then you're arguing, you know, which angler to choose from. Um, Cologne, I think his biggest argument, if you're back in Cologne, is that he's uh, has a world bronze medal, and I think that could help move him up. Um, the only person he's lost to on this list is, is Thomas Gilman, who's the only other person that has a world level medal. Um, and so I think, you know, if you argued for a higher seed on Joe Cologne, that's not a bad argument at all. Mm-hmm. And then, because this is going to come up a, a lot, um, when it's something like Olympic trials, I don't think there should be any consideration of, like, RTC teammates. Agreed. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. think, you know, Spencer and uh, Gilman should be separated. I don't think uh, Chenzo and Nolf should be separated. I think when it's Olympic trials, you just do the seeds – and yes. however they fall is how they fall. I agree. Yeah. Totally. All right. Uh, 65. I, 65 Wait, so is on. super easy. I don't you, see how it can be going the other way. Well, hold on, though. Man. You mentioned in the thing that obviously Dayton could get bumped up. That, and that that's like, <laughs> is Dayton going to not qualify to get bumped up? Because obviously he always struggles with Nick Soriano. Um, <laughs> and he probably feels a little more comfortable with Vitalia Ruja. Oh, man. What if he doesn't qualify just because of that? That would be nuts. Like if, what, if, that, what is what is strategy? Well, also here's the thing. Um, so the Pan Am qualifier, which I'm going to by the way, in Ottawa, Canada, nice. is in between conference weekend and NCAA's. Yeah. So will Dayton or you know will Dayton say I don't want to weigh in that close to trials and make someone else have to weigh in? Yeah, like he gets, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure Gilman would do it if he even volunteered to do it, right? Mm-hmm. No big yeah. deal at all. So that'd be interesting to see. Uh, it is Dayton's choice, I believe. So it'd be interesting to see what Dayton chooses to do there. Yeah. And then just Dayton has beaten uh, the Cuban, Renero Andreu Ortega, and Gilman lost to him. That was a very strange match where Gilman got hit for a penalty point. So that's not as though I don't think Gilman can beat him. Just those are the only results on record for those guys against the the other main competition um, and he won't be separated, so he'll just be thrown in that bracket. Uh, Gilman or Fix, whichever one goes, will be the, the top seed there, likely. Um, all right, you want to move on 65? 
Um, yeah, let's go. 65, I don't know if there's a whole lot to talk about other than maybe the matchups themselves because I don't really see how there can be arguments for anything else when like that's just kind of how the results have gone. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't, I don't think there's much argument here. I think this is how it's going to go down. Um, and I, you know, if we're talking about seeding, obviously we could discuss that, but uh, our match we can discuss that. But right now we're talking about seeding, so I think we just move on to the next one. Yeah, I don't, I don't have much at 65. Um, you know, the last tournament they were at, Jordan finished higher, but they lost to the same guy. There's no head-to-head. So Zane one, Oliver two, McKenna three, Yanni four, Nick Lee five, Molnero six. Um, let's move on to 74. Do it. Go. Uh, Do it. Ben, I I cannot figure out. I have drawn oh. this out probably ten times, and I think maybe the last yeah. time I finally got it. So do you understand how this oh. buy to the semis works? No, I'm, I, 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 I'm visual, so I need to see it. I mean, I'm assuming they're just going to use three-fourths of the bracket. I mean, wouldn't that make sense, right? If you had, say, uh, four, four quarterfinals that you would not use this one and Kyle Dick would just get a bye, which means that there's around a 16. Um, that whole top quad will be kind of unused, I'm I'm guessing. Yeah. That's the only way. How else would you do it? That's the yes. only way to do it, right? You, you have to, like, reverse engineer it where, um, yes. like, go chalk where, okay, Dake's, Dake's going to be the one, the one seed, so to speak, even though he won't be, like, at the start of the bracket. And the the procedures say the if there's only one guy the the bite of the semis goes to the bottom so it'll be like Imar up top, um, and then Dake down down there. Um, I think Green will get the three. Go ahead and read off the. Top yeah, eight. I guess I, sh- I guess I should say so. Wait, uh, so hold on. So okay, hold on. Let, let me think about. It. So if the, if there if the top quad is out, right? That's where the eight and the nine would go essentially. Mm-hmm. Since there's more that so. That where do the eight and nine go then? That's my point. I I do not. Know. I really I, need I, a freaking I, calculus degree to figure I, this I, out. I didn't even think about that. So, well, I've never seen a bracket like this. No one has. No one has ever seen so it. This is a completely new thing. Where do they go? Now I'm so now I'm so annoyed. Give me the paper. <laughs> Where's my paper? Uh, at senior nationals, Spay and I were drawing it out the bar, and the thing that we figured out so. If you if you look at uh, any tournament, right, and you figure out like how seeds are supposed to go, and you look at yeah. like how chalk, so normally the semis add up to five, right? Two verse three, one verse four. Correct. Quarters supposed to yep, add up yep. to nine. So yep. your round of sixteen, instead of it adding up to seventeen, we came up that it needs to add up to like nineteen, and the quarters need to add up to like eleven in order to make the weird buy thing work. So you have like three versus eight. Uh, do, you, do you think they actually drew this out before they said that they get a buy to the semis, or you think they're like, we need to do something, buy to the semis, and then they're like, I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna put shit, it in the thing. You found it? Okay. Yeah. Sorry if I cut you off there, Ben. Your the my earpiece. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. No, just yeah. my earpiece cut out, so I couldn't hear you there. But I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in the dock for you, so you can see. <laughs> so they made these procedures. Um, if like, wait, how, wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, but how do you have Nolf at four? Nolf was not qualified. Did you mention that? Yeah, and that's why in the okay. article I have him as like a, either an asterisk or italics because he's now healthy. He's going to go to last chance qualifier, so I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be in. Um, dang it, break! I can figure out how to uh, f- put a picture in here. 
But yeah, so they they put the thi- they put the uh, the bracket in the thing using the most unlikely scenario, which would be like if Dake wins a medal and Green wins a medal and they both go seventy four, how it'll look. They didn't put one in where if just one guy entered, because we're gonna have this problem at either eighty six or ninety seven with Jaden too. Yeah. Oh my god. So I mean, I'm here. Here's obviously the top seven. I got it drawn out, but then. Yeah, let's get the, a zoom in where here. Do they, where do the eight and the nine go? I, I don't know, Ben. I, I do not have an idea for you. I, I put the, the example they used uh, from the Olympic trials doc. It's right above Q's from F's on oh, okay. uh, page two. Oh, but there's no, like, there's no way that that's how it actually goes when there's only one medalist with a bye. Because, it, because there's only one of them, so it, it would be uneven now. Yes. I mean, we've never made a bracket with it. It's essentially four quads, right? So I get, do you just go, do you just go snake? You go two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Right? Yeah. Is that what you do? Yeah, you got to snake it. I don't know. Maybe it, it, it makes no sense to me. Um, anyway, we're getting a, a little off track because of how freaking impossible um, it's going to be. No, this is. I think this is perfectly on track, Nomad. This okay. Is, this is dri- This is driving me crazy. What are All they right. going to do? I'm working Get on getting the bracket a, a Skype. up on the screen Wait, for our for – ever, For everyone to see. Yeah. yeah. It, it should be up in but, a second. But they Go don't ahead. have – seven. Someone said seven wrestles eight. So let's see. If that were to be the case – Wow. Okay. So if that were to be the case, then we got Gantt going in here. And then you would put – All right. Here you uh, go. There, there's what? what it will look like. <laughs> now – as I was saying to Ben, this is the this is the scenario that won't happen because we don't have two medals in a given weight. So if they had this, it would be perfectly fine. It makes a lot of sense. However, that's not what's going to happen. So now let's switch over to Ben's and see if we can get his. God, that this is my so artwork. ridiculous. Oh, so I got Dave Biden semi. I'm trying to get the lighting right. So all I did was just I put it's essentially the <laughs> I did the seven versus eight, the six versus the nine, and the five versus the ten. I think is what I did. Okay, so Six, your uh, seven, quarterfinals eight. add up to 15. Correct. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. so, so that means that Green and IMR would have a bye because there's not another two people, which there could potentially be another two people if the last chance qualifier gets someone who's not on the list. Uh, Go ahead and read off the guys you have seated right now, Dan. Yeah, so that, that was going to be the next thing. So uh, number one, with the caveat that's a buy of the semis, Kyle Dake. Number two, Imar, um, back-to-back final X's. I think it's hard to make him not the two seed. Uh, yeah. I think there's a question about James Green and Jason Nolf at the th- at three four. I put Green at the three as the multiple-time world teamer, uh, with Nolf at the four pending his health and coming back and winning uh, last chance qualifier. He beat Massa at the Farrell, um, and then Massa won Senior National. So I go three James Green, four Jason All, five Logan Massa, six Vincenzo Joseph, because I think Chenzo will either win in Blaze or go last chance qualifier. Uh, seven Makai Lewis, eight Tommy Gant. Um, Chenzo beat Makai at Bill Farrell. Massa beat Makai at Senior Nationals. So whether Chenzo goes or not, Makai is behind uh, Massa. Ben, do you have any arguments about those seeds? Uh, none, obviously, except obviously Marinelli. Is, is, there's an opportunity for him to win. Which, if he wins, does he even go to the trials? I don't think we've ever seen him compete in freestyle, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. 
He wrestled Mark. What year was that, Bracky? Oh, you're right. Junior trials. Yeah, junior trials. Yep. Yeah, he wrestled Mark. He lost to Makai, and he lost to Makai one year at junior trials too. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Interlocking hands thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he lost to he the two times he has wrestled freestyle he didn't make it out of his country because he lost to the eventual junior world champ so um, pretty good argument that that Marinelli will be decent in in freestyle um, yeah. how do you feel about Green over Nolf again assuming Nolf qualifies I, I there's there's obviously going to be no head head to heads there um, from at seventy four well, but, but the one from the one have, from seventy yeah they've wrestled a couple of years ago. But not in the last year, so under the criteria, you got to throw it out. Well, wait, no, that one was this past. Wasn't that one this this past year? It was. When it was U.S. Open. Green beat 20... You're right because he he bumped up for trials. Yeah, 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 in Vegas. Yeah, yep. yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh huh. So yeah, okay. no, that, that's good then. Yeah. So yeah, so the main question here is: one is North healthy, which I think he is by now, and will win last chance qualifier. And two, how in the hell are they going to draw this bracket? I think I got it. I think I think I think I knocked out of the park. Which is, it just makes some weird seating because we've never seen say um, you know the seven versus the eight. Usually they're opposite sides or the six versus the nine. That feels really weird. But I think I think that's how you do it. I would guess. All right, I'll have you. I'll have you send it to me so we can do it later. Um, Eighty six. So eight guys qualified right now. Um, I put Jaden at eighty six. I think that's where he's going to go. Obviously, we don't know yet. But uh, Jaden won. David two, Zahid three, Miles Martin four, Alex Deeringer five, Pat Downey six, Brett Far seven, Sammy Brooks eight. Yeah. Um don't think there's any any changes here. Hey, so is the seventy four kilogram I'm sorry, one seventy four pound national champ, is that already uh you already sent him into coaching? So Mark Hall's not gonna <laughs> compete at the trophy trials? That's correct. I, I I retired Mark Hall. No, is I don't know, man. <laughs> Do we know that or not? Because I mean, you put you put uh, Chenzo in here from winning the NCAA, so I I gotta assume Mark's gonna wrestle at the freaking state college. He's there. Why not? I mean, don't you think? I didn't put Chenzo in co- for coaching. NCAA's. I put him in because I because he wrestled at the Farrell, so I think he's gonna do last chance if he doesn't win NCAA's. Okay, but maybe you know Mark Hall starts coaching on April sixth. That's only a two week delay <laughs> in his coaching career, right? <laughs> It's in state college. He doesn't even have to go anywhere. They just gotta say, Mark, here's your singlet. Just get out there. Right. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So where you want him seated then? Can he be seated above any? I mean, okay. First of all, is he going to go eighty six? Yeah. We, there's no way do... in hell he's making seventy four kilos we're, day of. We're ruling that. We're ruling that out for sure. Guaranteed. I'm ruling it out for okay. the sake of Mark's health. I, I think he will. If he can make the weight, he'll not be able to perform at the level we know Mark well, Hall can perform at. What if? What if this is a vision quest? Like one more <laughs> shot. Or did you guys ever see one more shot with John Smith and Crazy Wayne Boyd? I haven't. No. <laughs> you what guys haven't this? seen that? Oh, oh no. what? No, I you guys, seen... uh, you got John Smith. They wrestle a bear in the movie. It's called One More Shot. John you Smith wrestles have... a bear. What? Or maybe it's Wayne Boyd. One of them wrestles a bear. Yes. One more <laughs> shot. Oh my God! You guys got to see this. Google it. I'm gonna Google it right now and send the link to our doc. Oh my goodness! It was a. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna find it for you guys. Con- continue, Dan. Yeah, sorry. I don't. <laughs> yeah, what continue. the hell? I'm, I'm so pumped. Yeah, you okay, guys have not heard about I've this. I've never seen this. No, not at all. Oh, you found. It? You found it. No, I'm. No, I think Bracky's looking it no. up. 
Yes, I, from nineteen ninety. I, I from nineteen ninety shot based on a true story about two college wrestlers, uh, T.J. Williams and Art Munson, whose battle for the <laughs> AAU National Wrestling Championship result in a near fatal. Um, sorry. Uh, near fatal accident, broken neck, psychiatric problems. Continues 30 years later when a champion wrestler Brock Jones is admitted to the same institution as Williams after suffering a mental breakdown, the two become best friends as Williams tries to get Jones back on track and coach him to another victory. And John Squid <laughs> is in this movie? Yes! Yes! <laughs> you well, guys I know what I'm watching this. on Friday night. It has a IMDB rating of 6.7. That's not terrible. Yeah. Okay, that's Seriously? completely absurd. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I just blew your mind that you didn't know about this wrestling movie. Not at all. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm going to click on see full cast and make sure John Smith's in there. He, yeah, he is. Danny, he's, Danny Hodge. Yeah, he's listening. Danny Hodge is Teddy. <laughs> How do they get all these? This is strange. All right. What, what, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? you think Christian Piles knew about it? What do you think he's thinking right now? I don't know if he knew about it or not. He's not commenting. I wonder if they cut the internet. Oh. I believe I watched this on a VHS. I think. I believe it. That's probably the only way you can still watch it. Yeah, how are you, how are you guys going to find this movie? Oh, <laughs> you can you can watch pretty much anything on the internet nowadays. Huh. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't think you can watch it on the internet. I'm going to... Are you Googling it YouTube right now? I'm putting it in <laughs> YouTube right now. <laughs> Uh, I wonder if any of our friends that are watching it watch the show. <laughs> Is it in YouTube? No, I can't find it. Uh, oh my goodness, this crap. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, Ben, where are you putting our call? The 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 future uh, Hall of Fame coach. It, it, he's going on a vision quest. He's going to go on a seventy four kilograms, and we're putting him at at number four. <laughs> it is crazy that because for a while the thing was like. Mark was going to be the guy to take Jordan's place at 74. So it is weird yeah. that we'll never – not weird, but just interesting. We'll never get to see those two wrestle probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, he's probably not wrestling. I'll give you that. Maybe 86, but 86, I don't see how you really see him above anybody on the list. Um, yeah. Seeing as he had to wrestle freestyle in a few years. Yeah, I mean, like – Last chance qualifier, he beat Chad Walsh in the finals. Uh, trials, he beat Ben Harvey and Nick Becker and then lost to Zahid. So he doesn't really have any, like, wins that would yeah. uh, get you seated. Um, what about Aaron Brooks is qualified for this weight class because he's uh, nope. a junior, junior world medalist? No? Nope. Only junior world champions? Only junior world champs from uh, this like this year, which reminds me, I oh, need to put. Really? Oh, I do have David Carr. Yeah, that, that's why David Carr's in because he won Junior Worlds in 2019. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. All right, uh, All 97, right. 125, we can kind of breeze through. Uh, Snyder sitting out. Nichols, number one, he beat Mike Mock at, I believe, both the Open and uh, Trials. Mock beat Zilmer. Zilmer beat Moore. Then you got Walls, Gads, and Casper. Um, and so if. If Cox goes here, he just goes in at number one, correct? Yeah, no question. Okay. Because he beat yep. Bo the, at, at Final yep. X. Yep. Uh, 125. Gwiz is number one, and I think Gwiz will also be the guy sent to Pan Am's. Uh, Gable's number two. He won the Feral and was in Final X. Gable beat Don Bradley in the finals of the Feral. Bradley 
beat Nelson in the finals of um, Senior Nationals. I didn't know what to do with Mason Paris, uh, even though it was outside of the year. Paris beat Zare of Iran, who uh, had beat Kirkfleet. So I have Paris over Kirkfleet right now, and then Neville's and Garrett Ryan. There. I like it. Cool. All right. We good there? All right. Let's talk. I, I think we're – yeah, we're good there. Okay, cool. Let's go to D1 Wrestling this weekend, and there yeah, yeah. is a lot of great stuff. We've, I think we've beat Iowa Penn State into the ground. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of this stuff went under the radar because we were just talking about Iowa-Penn State so much. I mean, like, Ohio State-Nebraska, that's an awesome match. Yep, and that's the first one I want to talk about live on Floor Wrestling uh, Sunday afternoon. I'll be there. Dan is going to be there Ooh. in Lincoln, Nebraska. <clears throat> Didn't want to do a whiteboard war with me about this one because he was afraid was he scared? the coaches would kill him for making his picks. Um, <laughs> but... Are you, are you going to abstain from picks right now? I, we're about to talk about this duel. I don't know. Maybe maybe I will. Maybe I won't. All right. Let's get into it. <laughs> we'll find out. I think this one's good enough um, to where we can just go weight by weight. We don't have to spend a ton of time on it. But uh, 25, Thompson, Heinzelman kind of having very comparable seasons. Um, yes. But a match that could be very important in the duel. It, it is very I, – I got Thompson, I think um, – yeah, I mean, Heinzelman, I almost feel like – I know he's too small, but I almost feel like he's made a slight regression from last year. Um, and so I got Thompson in this one. Yeah, I'd I, I lean Thompson too. Yeah, Thompson's uh, main issues have kind of come on bottom, and I don't know that Malik mm-hmm. is elite enough of a top guy to kind of present the issues for him there. And, you know, we've talked about Heinzelman being a little small. So, uh, yeah, it seems likely that Thompson – would be able to win the, the matchup on the feet, even though um, you know Malik's obviously awesome at, at freestyle. But both these guys come in with a, a losing record, so you know this is for Big Ten seeding. This is kind of right the ship. So uh, a, kind of a low key important match for both the teams and the individuals there to start started off. Thirty three battle of uh, two true freshmen that are in the rankings and Jordan Decatur and Ridge Lovett. Um, Decatur known for being super dynamic uh, and neutral. And then Love It, of course, has proven to be a beast on top. Jordan Burroughs tweeted that Gross, DeSanto, RBY yeah. all chose neutral against Ridge Love It. That's crazy. That, that is pretty crazy for a fresh, a true freshman to have that happen. Um, and especially those guys are pretty good on bottom. So, you know, Seth very rarely gets ridden. Uh, I think at the same time, um, I don't want to say neutral is a liability for him, but he hasn't shown to excel in that position, so why wouldn't you choose neutral, right? I mean, it just makes sense. And I, that's why I kind of I find this match to be super interesting. Like, if, if, if Lovett gets the first takedown, um, he's going to ride him the whole first period. There's zero doubt about that. And so now he's going to be up 3-0 with a boatload of riding time. Decatur's going to be a little more tired. Um, but if Decatur starts rolling those takedowns, I mean, he's taking down DeSanto. Right. No, he didn't. Did, am I no, right? Yeah, yeah he, he got take down he table. got the first one in like one. the first five seconds. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. He took down he took down Seth Gross. So I mean, Decatur's the shown the ability to get the takedowns up against the best guys. It's putting the whole match together that's been the issue for him. So I, I, this one's hard because I could see it. I could really, really see it going either way. If you're love it, and you get choice in the second, do you just take top? Probably yes. And just and just take control of the the match in that way. Like just put it in your own hands. Well, it's a guaranteed ride out. There's a probably uh, you're in Lincoln. There's a good chance you're getting a couple stall warnings, and a, a small chance you're gonna get some back points. So, uh, yeah, I don't really see how you wouldn't choose top. Um, 
because I think I think it's almost a guaranteed ride out. Also, I don't know that Lovett is super easy to take down either. Um, no, I mean he was seven four with DeSanto. He got majored by Gross and majored by RBY, but otherwise, yeah. uh, I guess he lost to Montori. But otherwise, like he he's given up one point, one point, two points, two points. Like he's not given up a lot of points. So he yeah. he can't have given up that many takedowns this year again outside of the RBY um, and well, no. Santo Gross matches. That by the way, that's a hell of a run. <clears throat> Gross to Santo RBY back to back to back for a true yeah. freshman. Yeah, and the the RBY match was like five to two late in oh, the third the last. when uh, RBY got the takedown cradle for a six point move mm-hmm. to get the major. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm, I I would right, lean. Who we going? I'd lead and love it there. I just, I I just trust him more. I think, yeah, he might he might give up a takedown or two, but I I trust his top game and obviously trust him for seven minutes more than anybody else. Yeah, agreed. What I got you? I got love it. Home field advantage. Love it takes it. Forty one. Luke Pletcher, Chad Red, um, Battle of All Americans, top ten guys. They met at CKLV. It was all Luke Pletcher. Can you Ben? Can you see Chad Red somehow changing the outcome of this what? one? Especially not after last week. Pletcher next topic. Um, I don't know if this is uh, uh, smoking Joe Warren, but Joe Warren, our comment says you can buy a one more shot DVD for five bucks. I need the link to that. (laughs) (laughs) I need. I want to see that movie really bad. There's Baron Ball. There's John uh, Smith. (laughs) Have you? Have you guys? You know Joe Rogan does that fight companion. You guys should do uh, like a live camera on you guys <laughs> as you watch one more shot. That would be live podcasting in the studio. You guys watching one more shot for I the think, first time, it would be glorious. I think you would need to be down here with us, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it when I was in high school. Oh, my God. That would make me crack up so hard. This is a spot wow. to do it, too, oh. because we have the we have the, the monitor here. So we can just watch it. Camera's already here and mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's it's Pletcher. Next topic for me too he just Next looks topic, so good go. alright 49 Sammy Sasso one of the hottest wrestlers in the country Colin Purinton coming off a big win over Jared Verclearin. Um does Purinton pull the upset no says me no I, I agree and I think this could I think Purinton could possibly engage in some of the scrambles with Sasso and that generally is a bad thing so I, you know, I don't think a pin for Sasso is out of the question either yeah, I also think Sasso, um, I don't know how much he, he thinks about that. But, you know, obviously a lot of people were saying he wasn't super offensive against Braden and Lugo, which I think was more part of the plan for, you know, how to win the match as opposed to, like, any any um, uh, deficiency or change in, in what he's doing. So I, I, I think he's going to come out firing here. We got Ben Frozen. Uh, I see myself. I'm moving. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we got you. Okay. Let's keep talking. Um, one fifty seven, Elijah Cleary, Peyton Rob. Rob uh coming off a uh overtime loss to Jake Tucker in Michigan State. Um That was a goofy match. It was a crazy match. Yeah. Um but I, I would favor Rob here. He, I, I really like his neutral offense. He's got a lot of attacks, whether it's the upper body throws and leg attacks and uh drags and ties and stuff. Um Cleary's been solid, uh, but Rob's the better guy. I'm having trouble hearing Ben here. Yeah, I think we might have lost Ben. I also have my uh, thing he's cutting out. Um, 
Yeah, the other thing with Rob is, like, when he's not wrestling ranked guys, he is teching and pinning basically everyone. Yeah. So I think this kind of falls under one of those where uh, if if you're not a ranked guy, Rob can, can uh, make you look bad. So I wouldn't be surprised if this uh, got to a bonus. Uh, I know it's always weird picking bonus in matches because, you A, you want to respect guys, and B, like, you know that none of these guys are, you know, top ten guys, so – um, it's kind of hard to figure out the level when when they're not ranked, but yeah, I got I got Rob Wynn here, and I think we got Ben back. You guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. there we go. Hey, I don't know what the problem was there. I got Rob. I got Rob winning also. Cleary's been solid, but no big wins for him at all. I think it's competitive, but I think Rob gets it done like nine out of ten times here. Mm-hmm. Agree to agree. Uh, All American Isaiah White, Ethan Smith, um, who's been Ooh, has, has a win like over yeah, he has a win over Dave McFadden this year. I believe ranked like twelfth right now. Um, I, I actually like the way Isaiah White's been wrestling. You know, he lost to Evan Wick and Vincenzo Joseph and Marinelli. But you he you couldn't have liked the way he wrestled in the, in the Evan Wick match because he got a beatdown. No, Marinelli was all right though. Um, okay, I'll say I should have clarified. No, I didn't like yeah. the way he wrestled the whole match. I liked that he went out and got a first period takedown mm-hmm. against an elite guy okay, because he doesn't cool. usually he doesn't usually do that. And he did yes, it against Marinelli too. He blew through him. Um, so I'd like to see him continue to do that. Uh, he, he's, as we all know, he's really tough to score on, and I just don't see Smith uh, scoring enough to beat him. So they they wrestled at Cliff Keen, and it, it went to two double tiebreaker, and um, Isaiah White won four to one. So how, how did that happen? Did he get uh, a stall point and a reversal or something, or escape, escape and, and takedown? Take yeah, escape and takedown. Okay, I mean, I was gonna say I didn't, I forgot they had wrestled, and I was gonna say I think this was gonna be really close one way or the other, and I think um, Isaiah White generally thrives in those really close matches, so I think you know it's like a three-two or an overtime win by Isaiah White. Yeah, and you know, home field advantage, um, older guy, all American, like you already have the win over him. Um, I'm with Bracky. I think Smith has had a really good year, and I think maybe surprised us especially because. He's cutting a bunch mm-hmm. of weight. Um, you know, he was he was 82 his his senior year at Maryland. Shout out my boy Kramer Whitelaw, by the way, who coached him in high school. Um, <laughs> love, love Kramer. That, that guy's awesome. Uh, then, you know, wrestled 74 last year, and, you know, I think the, the Ohio State has made some lineup changes because, you know, guys have been cutting a lot of weight. It's been tough for him. But for Smith, it, it hasn't seemed to. So... I think he is possible of beating. You know, I think he is capable of beating Isaiah, but it's it's really hard to pick against Zay Zay at home. Yep. Um, and then at, at seventy four, you have a really interesting one with uh, Caleb Romero, Mikey Labriola, and they and they go back ways. Remember, um, they that do? was kind of yeah, that was kind of the premier match of the uh, Pittsburgh Wrestling Classic one year. Mm-hmm. Um, you had Romero. Ooh. Uh, who was a four-time Ohio State champion, but he hadn't wrestled a lot of national competition because he was this awesome football player too. And then Labriola, uh, the Pennsylvania State champ, and uh, I believe it was just a one-takedown yes, match with Labriola. And then earlier this year at CKLV, it was like 2-1 to one with Labriola winning. One, yeah. So a lot of really close, low-scoring matches. Do you see uh, Romero coming out on top of this one? He's, he's been on fire. Just beat Devin Skaska too last week. Yeah, I mean, I see this the same exact way I see the, the previous one, um, and that's really close, competitive, not a lot of scoring, um, and Labriola coming on top. I just I think um, he's just a better guy, but not by a whole lot, and it, it, this one's always going to be close. Yeah, there, there's so many examples of that. Like, 
um, you know, like a Hall of Mean comes to mind where you have two really, really mm-hmm. awesome guys and you know that it's always going to be a battle, but one guy always seems to get that one or two point win. Um, and I think this is kind of one, I, I agree, but I think this is kind of one of those rivalries. Yeah, Absolutely. it'd be a low-scoring match. I, I favor that real too here. Um, at 84, Rocky Jordan, Rocky Balboa Jordan against <laughs> uh, Taylor's Mer- Mercedes Vins. I like that one a lot. Can't believe we haven't used that before. I know. <laughs> Especially Spay, who's the – that's all he loves is freaking puns. Yeah, yeah. Wordplay. Uh, Rock, Rocky's been great since he moved up to 184. I know. I've really talked about that a lot. He has had a tough schedule recently, though. Um, lost to Owen Webster 5-4. Same with Abasad that on that tough weekend road trip, but had the win over Bronigal, too. And then Vins beats Aaron Brooks Friday night and turns around and loses Sunday to Camp Caffey. So what do you Seriously. make of this? What do you make of this match, Ben? What do you make of Taylor Vence? You don't really know what to eat. The, the man wrestled 8-7 with freaking Zahid Valencia. I mean, you watch a match, you think, oh, my God, this guy can make the national finals. And then you watch the season, and you just get the idea that you don't know what to expect. It, it could be anything. I, you know, I don't know if it's a weight-cutting issue. I don't know if it's a mental issue. I don't know what this guy's issue is. But he does, in fact, have issues. I mean, he's just been really up and down. He just can't get himself over the hump where – he is competing and beating the, the top-level guys on a regular basis. Um, that being said, man, Rocky Jordan's not there yet either. He's not one of those top-level guys. And if you go below, say, the number 10 um, in the rankings, and Cappy's right right at that you know, right at the brink of that level, um, Vince beats them every single time. He doesn't lose to bad guys. He loses to guys that, you know, we kind of think sometimes we think, Taylor Vence should be ranked number two, and sometimes we think he should be ranked number nine. But he doesn't lose to, like, lower-ranked guys, so I think he's going to win. Yeah, and, and he's good on top, and we all know that the Jordans have had their struggles on bottom, and Rocky being a freshman, yeah. um, I, I don't like that matchup a ton for him. So, yeah, I, lean Vince to get back on track. Dan? Yeah, yeah the I, I see that um, – the something that people have been bringing up lately is, and I think Ben just mentioned it here too, is that it could be a potential weight cut thing for Vens, and just kind of thinking like Schultz is, Eric Schultz is a um, junior, so is that just a situation where Vens is going to have to have this tough weight cut just for another year and won't be able to bump up? Um, so I don't know. I I. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering if that's if that's what's hurting him, and you know, maybe there's a nagging injury there, right? And then you're cutting a lot of weight, and you can't get healthy, and so that's kind of causing maybe some of the the ups and downs, right? The dips, like the the regression of the mean stuff you were talking about, yeah. where you have maybe wilder swings than you would expect. Um, so yeah, the, the weight the weight cutting can cause freaking tremendous swings in performance. When you talk about you know a guy who does it right one time and he feels good, and then maybe ends up. The last match of the dual meet versus he cuts his weight crappy and ends up like early in the duel and he just like wrestles like dog crap. I mean, the weight cutting can cause these just ginormous swings in performance. The the caffeine match was wild too. He was up like five one going into the third and yeah. gave, up, gave up nine points in the third period. In the third period, yeah. which I mean that that that's like premier weight cutting issues. Nine points in the third period. Come on, yeah, it's crazy. And then so. at ni- at ninety seven, you have a match uh, between Colin Moore and Eric Schultz, and they wrestled they wrestled four times before. I-, I I talked a little bit about this in an article I did earlier this week, and two of the matches, one went to sudden victory, one was decided by one point, 
Mm-hmm. And then the other two were won by Colin Moore relatively easy by five and six points. So they either go one of two ways. I, I, the way Schultz is wrestling, I would lean that this is going to be a closer one. Um, yep. So I, but like the way Colin Moore's been wrestling, awesome. Also, I mean, who did he? He just smashed someone that was pretty good. Who was it? Hunter Ritter. He, he teched him in like four minutes. Yeah, he teched him. So I mean, uh, Colin Moore's wrestling really well, also, and that's mm-hmm. where it's like, man, uh, can he keep that role going? And then you know, I, I think CP came after me uh, about saying that Colin Moore's up and down. But you, you just mentioned he wins by five and six, and then he goes to overtime with Eric Schultz. So you know. Uh, I, I feel like, I feel like I want to say Colin Moore beats him up, but then I'll, at the same time I'm like, okay, am I going to look like a dummy when I when it comes back? <laughs> and it was an overtime match on next Tuesday, right? Yeah, I I, I see more like five two something like that. No no overtime this time. I feel like we've been picking a lot of uh, Nebraska guys, so I'm wondering if you know, depending upon what weight they start at, if Ohio State's going to maybe need bonus here, and if he's going to push for it. Um, Bracky mentioned the the times that they've wrestled. So the the one point match was at CKLV. Uh, the ten four match was at Big Tens. The eight three match was at CKLV, and then the only time they wrestled in duel was sudden victory. So tried to glean something from the timing of the matches, and if it's you know tournament like weigh in thing versus duel thing, couldn't really get anything there. So. I don't know that um, Moore is going to be able to create separation like that from from Schultz, um, and, and I think at this point we kind of have Nebraska winning. So I think he's going to try to, but I don't know that it's going to be he's going to be able to get to a major because he's going to have to turn him, and I, I don't know that Schultz is going to get turned up like that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, hey, is, is someone keeping team score? I just tried of to. What we picked? I just tried to do it. Just looking at it, I think I have it fifteen twelve. Nebraska going into heavyweight. I'm gonna count. I'm gonna count mine out. Also, let's see. I got because I didn't get right, heavy he, heavyweight gas tank. Gary's gonna gonna blow the roof off. Uh, in Lincoln, Nebraska. What's Lincoln, Nebraska stadium called? That's the Center. Bob Devaney Center. Yeah. Okay. Um, Center. Well, what about your boy Christian Lance? No, nah, I'm going gas tank. Gary, he's more <laughs> oh, my boy. You just you just abandoned him. <laughs> One one week ago, this man was going to beat Seth Nevels, and now he can't beat Gus. Seth Nevels is not that good. He's <laughs> oh, like wow. ranked number nineteen. Well, what do you got? You guys are the ones that are ranking him high. What do you guys got him ranked this week? Nineteen, eighteen, seventeen. No, he he would have moved up ahead of Lance. He's probably like sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. What's Gaston Gary ranked? Like twenty three. Gaston Gary's ranked uh, number one in our hearts, though. Yeah, Gaston Gary <laughs> number twenty three on your mm-hmm. rankings page. Number one in your heart. Um, yeah, Neville 16 moves right ahead of Lance. I I, I would favor Gaston Gary too, though. Boom. All right, so Gaston Gary, I got the score 18 Nebraska, 11, uh, I'm sorry, 13 TOSU, 18-13. I think I have a 15-15. Uh-oh. I, I, I gave Sammy Sasso a major. I was considering mm. doing a pin. Well, I think if anyone's going to get – Bonus to be Pledger. You already done it against Red, Red uh, yeah. once this year. That's what I got at eighteen fourteen Nebraska with uh, Ohio State getting majors at forty one and uh, forty nine. Really quick. So yeah, with the swing Boom. match being, I think uh, heavyweight's a swing match. Yeah, heavyweight's a swing. 
25. I think 65, 70, 65, 74 could go either way. 25 could go either way. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, really, 33 could, the 33 went to Ohio State. I wouldn't be all that shocked either. So there's that. This that's why it's a good duel because there are a whole bunch of matches that could go different directions. Yep. Yeah. What, so. what way do you think they start at? I don't know. It seemed I like they, Tom Ryan wanted to start yeah, at 25 like, the other day. Mm-hmm. What were yeah. you going to say, Ben? Uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know if they're going to decide to draw. I feel like these guys both kind of typically start at 35. I'm sorry, 25. <laughs> but um, I don't know why I said 35. That was weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they both typically both start at 25. So I think that's probably the best, most likely scenario. Okay, and then uh, just running down a few more uh, big matchups and some duels this weekend. Minnesota-Purdue, which I believe is live Friday night on Flow. Uh, But you got Pat McKee, uh, Devin Schroeder. McKee riding a seven-match win streak, and Schroeder's having the best year of his career. Yeah, 25 is – it it lost some heat from last year. uh, how, how How high is McKee ranked now? He's like 12. Let me double check that. Dang. Yeah, yeah, I mean, 12. He, he 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 had a. I know obviously I think had a bad performance, but Patrick he had a really good performance against Eric Barnett. Um, majored him, which you know Barnett's starting to get a lot better, starting to creep up the rankings. Uh, but I think Devin Strader wins this one because I. It's, yeah, he's just too solid. I don't I don't think McKee's going to get some of the stuff he does on Devin Strader. I really like his top game too this year. He he's taking that to the next level. He's turning a lot of dudes. Uh, I'd lean Schroeder here too. Yeah, you look at like CKLV performance. You know, you kind of break through, like break down the box scores of his matches. Like you can kind of see that second third period when he gets on top is when he kind of starts breaking away. So McKee's going to have to uh, not get turned on top to win this one. Yeah. Um, moving up to seventy four, we got. Hey, wait, hold on. Can, Sorry, can I mention one more thing here? The the. Uh... The weight cutting swings, like we were just talking about, you know, right? The uh, that can be very, very violent with guys who are cutting a lot of weight. Um, he has the he lost my tech ball to Brandon Paisel in in a dual meet, and he also lost to Jonathan Tropea, which you know I'd never seen that guy before. Um, and, and like both those were dual meets, so you know when you look at tournament performance uh, versus dual meet performance, his, his dual meets uh, have wild swings in them, so. That's the other one. Hey, is he going to cut the weight right, or is he going to come in and not look very good at all? Yeah, that's a great point, and I think another reason why we see Minnesota probably draw a lot. Yeah. Um, yes. And then Skatska Lighty at one seventy four. This one, I, I I asked Dan this yesterday because I was really surprised to find this. But what do you think the overall record in these two in this series between these two wrestlers is, and who do you think? Has a better. Record. How many times? How many times they wrestled? Four times. Well, I. I mean, I think I would have just said Lighty, Lighty, and they're all close, and he wins. But by the way, you're saying that I got to feel like it's the other direction. No, you're right. Lighty is four and zero against Devin Skatska, which yeah, is yeah. Surpri- okay, that's that's what I, that's what I would think. Well, that's surprising to me because I mean Skatska is an really? All American, and I know Lighty's round of twelve, so it's not like he's that far off. But I, I would have yeah. thought Skatska would have at least had like two two or. I, I could be wrong here, but I feel like Skatska kind of All-American out of nowhere last year. Like, I didn't really expect him to be on the podium, and he was. He came I mean, on. That, he, he came, that, what, that's what, probably fair. Uh, he came on. What was he seeding last year at NCAAs? I don't or know Big that, Ten. but I know he had a really good Big Ten tournament. Um, 
he did kind of come on, but I don't I don't know that I was all that blown away by it. Like I, I don't yeah, he's looking it up. I'm looking I, it up. I, I don't remember thinking like, oh man, this is a this is a completely absurd result. Let's see, Devin Scat. Hey, he was the nine. He was the nine last year. Yeah. So yeah, he's close. Took third at big. Maybe chains, big, it looks like. What was he seated there? I don't know that. He was a nine. Okay. He was the nine seed, and he finished eighth. Okay. Yeah. So Which, I mean. But I, don't know, I I feel like yeah I feel like Lighty's just a step up. What was he see at Big Tens, Kyle? Uh, I don't know, but at Big Tens he beat he majored Ethan Smith. He beat Mike Labriola twice, and his loss was wow, four, four really? two to Mark Hall. Yeah, he beat Mike Labriola twice. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. I didn't realize that. I know that's so. I guess I remember from being there Big Tens and seeing him in Blaze. I figured he would have at least had one or two. Uh, wins over yep. Lighty, but it's been controlled by Lighty. Now they've all been minus one time. They've all been one to three point matches. So like you said, super close. Um, but uh, so I, I'm not going to pick against Lighty then <laughs> against Devin Skaska. Yeah, Skaska was five seed. Ben at, at Big Tens. Okay, so yeah, he moved up a little bit beating Labriola. And then there's one more rank match in that duel. Although I think we all favor Kendall Coleman, Ryan Thomas. Yeah. Who's been wrestling very well? Got into the rankings for Minnesota. I can't see one that I can't see that one being all that competitive. Agree. I really can't. And then uh, hey, this, big, this next matchup. Let's go on this next one. Yeah, uh, your Missouri Tigers are going to Stillwater to take on John Smith and the Oklahoma State Cowboys. And the big Love one it. here is Brock Mahler and Boo Luwalen. Um Ben, are you well? Also, are you a little surprised that this is like the Usually when these two teams wrestle, there's like five, six they're of both, these matchups. Yeah. I and mean, this is really down, the only one. Both, they're both down a little bit this year. Uh, you know, Grant Leap is struggling 141 pounds, which, you know, he was obviously All-American before. Uh, they got Elam redshirting. They obviously lost Ironman in the transfer thing. Um, so And, and they, they did have a really high-level recruiting class a couple years ago, um, but I don't think that a lot of those guys have came to – fruition yet and so um you know i, I think they're they're going to be looking at being a lot better next year than they are this year um so we'll, we'll see that i think this dual meet could kind of go either way um there's a bunch of toss-up matchups and uh you know you like you never know which jo- joe smith's going to show up is it going to be the one against you and i or is it going to be the one against iowa state because those are two totally different people mm-hmm. yeah so how do you see this one going down can uh can Mahler knock off the nation's number one wrestler I mean, I, I don't see why he can't. Um, I mean, really, Mahler, Mahler thrives in the scramble-type positions. You know, he, he I think he, I feel like he struggles a little more against guys who want to lock him down and, and not do a whole lot. So I feel like there's going to be a bunch of scrambles this match, and I don't think there's any reason why Mahler can't come out on top of those. Yeah, I remember this duel last year. Uh, he kind of made G. Yeah. look silly a few times he did. In, some, in some of those scrambles. G just looked lost, um, so I wonder. And that if... that was kind of when that was kind of I would say Mahler's coming out party. You know, he had a bunch of wins before that, but no one was taking that seriously. And, and when he beat up on Gefeller, everyone's like, "Oh, wow, maybe this kid really is good." I mean, that's kind of outsiders saying that's how people felt about him. No, you're absolutely right. Looking at his resume, probably his best win to that point was uh, Max Thompson. 
Yeah. So and then that was when and, G was ranked like top four in the country too. When he, and he almost yeah. majored him. Like G had to make sure he didn't get majored at the end of yeah. that match. Dan. Yeah. Uh, another thing I want to talk about with with Boo. I I got him um, w- winning both matches this weekend. Um, he also has uh, Henry Polmeyer, who has probably the I'm going to say the most absurd tattoo in Division One wrestling. He has like. <laughs> what uh, did you guys call him? The uh, in this. Oh, I can't say it. <laughs> so he has he has like a hieroglyphic uh, cat on his on his oh, thigh, and it's prominently displayed because <laughs> it's right below where your where like the singlet line is on your on your thigh. So it's clearly something like he wants people to see. I need I need a, a Polmeyer interview explaining the origins of the cat tattoo. I remember it was I think it was like opening weekend. We were in here watching and we were all trying to figure it out. So well, Lincoln. Mr. Nomad, Lincoln, you are the Nomad, and Lincoln and Brookings, South Dakota, are not all that far apart. So I don't see why after you do the dual meet Lincoln, you don't just drive to Brookings, South Dakota to get the interview with Henry Polmeyer and ask him about the cat. There you go. There it is. Uh, also, uh, another thing I really hate, and obviously this is like not why you should like not put a guy number one, but I really hate when there's a ranking and a guy goes number one and then you just know that they won't realistically be challenged for <laughs> for a while but um 149 the big 12 is really tough and uh boo will still have you know several guys texting him so we'll have um you know Polmeyer and then on friday Mueller on sunday um jaron jensen who's you know not having a great year but is a national qualifier jacob butler who's kind of been like on the fringe of the rankings and of course finishing out with pat lugo so boo will still have to be challenged and i just i, I don't know that's just Jensen. a quick aside but no no man why would that be an issue because i mean if they're supposed to be number one this is number one and they can't control their future schedule i know it's just annoying when it's like okay you well, just don't like it yeah like <laughs> be, yeah because it when you're when you're thinking okay. about um for seeding purposes for ncaa's and yeah a, a guy happens to go number one because of you know some cockamamie schedule stuff, then it's like, all right, but this guy was never really tested. <laughs> wow. I actually, and I, I just, you're, I mean, should he be number one? I, I, I know you guys debated this. Uh, do we debate this? I think we talked about debating this, but we did not do it. His best win this year is Brayton Lee. His next best win is Max Thompson. And he doesn't really have anyone else in the top 20 on there. The same Brayton Lee, be be, Lee that beat Sammy Sasso. Who beat Pat Lugo? I, but to Nomad's point, uh, I mean, I think a lot of it is about like, it, can you do it over and over again, or have you just done it once or twice and you just haven't wrestled anybody? Yeah, and is that, that was, is that part of your point? Yeah, and, that, and, and and my thing with like the the forty nine, um, again, the the guys that he would have beaten there aren't wouldn't have helped us much either. But I really put a lot of stock in when a guy goes to a tournament and wins it, um, and. Boo didn't wrestle that scuffle. Well, I mean, he yeah. was told by the doctors he couldn't wrestle. Because I know, of his skin I know. Stuff. It wasn't a, it wasn't and a then duck he, thing. But. Who, who listens to the doctors? And then uh, he may, almost majored the guy that was in the finals at his weight class, Andrew Alirez. So I, I don't. It's winning the scuffle. I don't think would have helped him. Besides your perception no. that he won a tournament. Yeah. But like yeah. you said, he has Polmeyer, Mahler this weekend, Jaron Jensen. In a few weeks, who beat Brock Mahler? Mahler's only loss on the year, and then uh, Pat Lugo to end the season and Carver Hawkeye. So he he will be tested. Hopefully, Deegan's healthy for Big Twelves. Yes, I can see that maybe being the finals there. 
Um, so Boo will be tested. But just like in general, and I really hate it in high school um, when a guy becomes number one and then just won't be tested throughout the year because then it's just like it's a lot easier to like hide in high school because you know traveling for national tournaments yeah. is hard. But anyway, that was a quick aside that uh, really irks me about rankings sometimes. Hey, can, can we do something before we go on anything else that I think is important? We got to do your, your guys' Tuesday headlines. We need to get those oh, on man. the board before we skip any lower because we can't skip that part. Okay, I got one. All right. Casey's Journal Store, Flow Wrestling, reached groundbreaking agreement. Ooh. <laughs> I like that one. What? Or is that when they become the official pizza sponsor of uh, Full Sports? I don't. What? I don't know the exact details yet. But when it ha- like it, we're gonna we're gonna meet with them this weekend. I don't know what's gonna go down, but I just feel like it's. Who gonna are we be meeting good. with? Are we meeting with like senior management or what? <laughs> I don't I think know. They were meeting with Casey. <laughs> we're meeting with Who Casey. is Casey? <laughs> uh, no, I just feel like the momentum's going in the right direction, and. Okay. Uh, and I, I don't know what the partnership entails or the exact details yet, but uh, I think it's going to be groundbreaking. It's going to be huge for what the pizza, guys... huge for the pizza category, what? and uh, even better for wrestling. Oh <laughs> my gosh, Casey's, Casey's has twenty one hundred stores. Wow, they're actually headquartered in Ankeny, which is right by Ames. So we need we need someone to go do an Iowa State dual meet. Dang it, we just had JD Raider there. Yeah. Uh, Ankeny's kind of nice, too. We'll get back there. Okay. Um, I don't know. Mine's kind of a cop-out because I, uh, I don't think it's super unexpected. But I did write a whole article about it yesterday, which is uh, Iowa beats Penn State by two touchdowns on Friday. 24-10. I- Iowa beats Penn State 20 20- I can see that. That's, yeah, that's a good score. So I know it's it's not Definitely. super outrageous, but it's just like the thought process of a Penn State team getting beat that bad. Like, that hasn't happened in five ever. <laughs> yeah, ever. I mean, well, they didn't lose a dual meet in how many years prior to losing to Arizona State? It was something like 60 in a row. It was They were on pace, too. If they had cleaned through this year, it would have been, like, November, early December next year, they would have broken the, the record. Yeah, damn. Hey, uh, so I just want to let you guys know, Casey's was actually started by a gentleman named Don. Um, <laughs> and it was his friend, Casey Fish, not spelled as Casey's is spelled, but the letters K and C, who suggested he purchase another service station. And he named it after his friend. Just wow, what a, what a good friend Don is. <laughs> it started in, uh, in Creston, Iowa. I'm sorry, Boone, Iowa. I don't know where Boone, Iowa is. Um, and then went to Creston. And then Waukee. Dang. They have 36,000 employees. Oh. That's impressive. Seriously, right? Who knew Casey's was this big? It's crazy. So this, would be, this would be a great investment for us. Be a great investment for them. Yeah, we have like six times as many followers as them. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a mad, it's frankly, it's a match made in heaven. It yeah. really is. And we are huge in the areas where they are located. Like, yeah, that is wrestling, a, that is a it's uh, wrestling country. Yes, they really yeah. should do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's there's uh, a few more matches okay. we want to get to real quick. Uh, 
um, that we think we should talk about. On Saturday, Rutgers and Michigan are going to wrestle in Madison Square Garden. I believe their basketball teams are playing first and then wrestling or vice versa. So that's pretty really? cool. But we could see uh, Sammy Alvarez. Joey, Joey Silva doesn't Silva. show up. Stop. Joey Silva doesn't show up. I'm not entertaining <laughs> them. All right. Did he show up last weekend? I don't think so. He didn't show up. I'm not entertaining this. He's not going to show up. I know he's Christian's favorite wrestler. Christian must be a flake because Joey Silva doesn't show up. He's shown up three times this year. Well, you know who didn't show up today, right? Christian. Yeah. <laughs> a man, also a match made in heaven. Yeah, Silva's only shown up three times this year. I'm out. <laughs> All right, fine. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> Iowa State... Fresno State duel. There's like three ranked matchups. I'm really interested to see how Sammy Colbray responds to um, what Kevin Dresser said. But <laughs> we put this one on here because unprompted yeah, yesterday. Uh, okay, so unprompted yesterday in the office, David Bray was talking about this duel. <laughs> so strange. And he was like, "I want to see Josh Hokett and Gannon Grimmel," and we all expected him to say this weekend or wrestle. Or, or have a good match. Yeah. And then he goes, fist fight. <laughs> <laughs> he wants – and then he's like, no, I don't know. That would be awesome. Like, those two guys, like, they're just physical. They, they like to get, you know, they're – you know, I, I could see G, G, G. Grant being a fish, uh, an MMA fighter someday. Couldn't you? Oh, absolutely. I bet he would cut an awesome <laughs> oh, promo. Oh, for sure. Um, yes. And Hoke, you know, obviously a football player. And uh, I don't know if you saw his match against the Duke heavyweight earlier this year. The Duke heavyweight, like, as soon as – the match started just pretty much threw a punch and Hokit yes. Hokit like backed up and like acted like he was going to swing like literally raised a fist and like kind of went towards the guy and the guy flinched and then Hokit laughed in his face stop <laughs> <laughs> really I Get swear this footage up for me I swear oh, I don't I want to see that. That's right. so fantastic all right we'll, we'll send it to Tyler see if he can get it up uh, for us Tyler um, you got to work fast buddy I got to give him the link uh, really quick Hey, that is so funny. Get back to my Tuesday headline for a second, and I know we like wait. Bracky said yeah. the top of the episode we beat Penn State Iowa into the ground, but I'm sticking with that as my Tuesday headline because the last time Penn State lost by double digits was uh, February 19th, 2010. So Kale's first year there. Oh, it was man. last total year they lost to Minnesota, 26-16. The last time they lost by uh, 14 or more, January 29th, 2010, in Carver Hawkeye against Iowa, they lost 29 to six. So I'm keeping that as, as my Tuesday wow. headline. They haven't lost by double digits in a decade. That, yeah, that, that's a bold prediction, though, Matt. It, it really is. And, and I wonder if Kale has ever lost by by more than 10 as uh, a collegiate head coach. I just said he lost to Iowa 29-6 his first year. <laughs> oh, dude, I thought you, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said before Kale. No, it was, it was his first year, which okay. obviously was a little, you know, transition yeah. there. They also lost to Oklahoma State that year 24-13. Ooh. But obviously, that's not the premier uh, kill team. All right, we got the oh, clip we, we, right we, here. Yes, put this clip up. I have not seen this. This is going to be fantastic. To number 11 in the United States. <laughs> oh, man, that is the Night best. <laughs> and then the ref's like, all right, guys, come here. One more time. Let's try this again. <laughs> play it again. Play it again. Oh, this is that so great. Put his ankles on. We're getting ready to start a normal okay. match. Okay. Punch the head. Oh, pop. Number 11 in the United States. <laughs> Josh Hogan. Oh, that is so great. Oh, my God. I think he just lose. The ref should have made him shake hands and, and raise his hand after that. Well, Hokie did end up tech-falling him in the first period. Um, 
So, but they, because of that, and Grimmel just being a physical guy who actually got DQ'd for a match earlier this year, not for what punching. Did you, what, what did he do? It was kind of crap. It, it was kind of crap. There were two instances kind of on the edge where Grimmel kind of ran him off the mat, like onto oh, the hardwood, okay. and probably could have stopped. Um, but I didn't think it was malicious enough to warrant a DQ. But anyways, that led David Bray to say he wants to see them fist fight. So maybe after the duel, they can head out to the parking lot. Or something, and we can try to get that streamed. Oh, uh, that, that that would break streaming record that they went to the parking lot <laughs> right after the match. I think it was. Um, a few other we can go kind of rapid fire here. Uh, Cam Caffey, who we mentioned, just beat Taylor Vance and Bronagle, who just beat Jelani Embry. Mm, I'm going Bronagle. Yeah, he actually put it on Caffey at the Michigan State Open. So good answer. Okay. Um, <laughs> Stanford, Arizona State, Shane Griffith, Josh Shields. This is a really good one. That is a good one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Griffith with the upset. I like it. Yeah. Also, Zahid's last home duel. I mean, oh, a bunch yeah. of those guys, but Zahid's obviously the yeah main oh, yeah. guy there. Um, NC State and Pitt, a good one on Saturday night. Uh, Trent Hydley versus Nino Bonacorsi. That, that's gonna be a good. That whole duel is gonna be really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like Nino's having struggling this year. I should look at his record and see if I, I'm just feeling that or if that's actually the truth. Uh, I don't see him getting through Trent Hidley. All right, let's let's Ben. Do you have a hard stop time today? I, I got a. Uh, well, I can go probably a couple minutes later than nine forty-five. All right, let's but. do some. Let's do some cues from us really quick. Sweet. Um, at City Wrestle, is CP taking the day off to get his Jaden Cox tattoo? Uh, we don't talk about that enough. No, we need. To we make should. Sure- why don't we just force him to go do it Saturday morning? I'll set up a time at a tattoo spot. He's going to be in <laughs> Iowa City still. We'll just be in beta. We'll just carry him in there. What's he going to do about it? Perfect. What would you make him get if it was up to you? I thought Jaden Cox got the pick. Well, he does. Doesn't but, he? like, if, if you could. If you're Jaden Cox, what yeah, you pick? Yeah. Oh. Well, I like CP, and he's kind of a respectable individual, so I can't make it anything, you know, like. If I was like my friend and he's a dirtbag, I'm totally doing a face tattoo. Because that's like <laughs> you can't ever get over that. That's over. CP's respect. So I'm gonna probably I'm gonna probably put something on his bicep that we can laugh at once in a while. Um, you know, when hey CP, let's see what you got on, on your on your bicep over there. Um, maybe, you know, probably something simple like um a barbed wire where you know that's usually some douchey guy and uh <laughs> but this time it's CP. I got one for that. So you know how uh, Jaden is partially deaf in one ear or whatever, so he, yeah. he's um, doing the he, he does a lot of the sign language mm-hmm. on his social media posts. Oh. Um, so obviously you can't like do a, a sign language like because you have to see it in motion, but you could do Braille, and you should because CP hates curse words. You should make him get <laughs> like a terrible <laughs> curse word in Braille on himself. Well, so there are, I, I I don't know sign language. Obviously, is there, there's not like one hand. I know there's hand symbols that mean letters, but are there not ones that mean certain words? Like, because I mean, you know, I I'm, you know, saying no man, that mean, that means something. You can always throw that sure. on him. Is that I is like that an that. official American sign language symbol? There, it's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's not maybe not even American. It's probably universally accepted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, at Meyer underscore CJ, uh, and he wanted to, me to clarify that there was no typo in this tweet. Uh, what's more likely, Iowa shit out or Penn State win? <laughs> oh, CJ coached at my high school for a year. Did he? 
He's way younger than me. Uh, he coached Keegan O'Toole and a few of the other guys, and I don't recall. He's coaching somewhere at college level in Iowa right now. Yeah, nice. Um, why? Why? I don't understand the question. <laughs> he he Would definitely that... meant to. He definitely meant to say shut out. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just funny because uh, then he doubled down and was like, "Nope, read it as is." <laughs> okay. Uh, Penn State winning. Obviously, there's no way I was going to shut him out. That's that's. I find that to be semi ridiculous. Totally agree. Uh, at Juan C. Lapara, do you believe David Carr will outdo his father's legacy? Oh, that no. is yeah. That is, I don't know how you could say yes. Like that is so tough to yeah. even yes. try to put in perspective. So for yes. perspective, yeah, three NCAA titles, which he's going to have an uphill battle this year. Right. I do think I do think David can win an NCAA title. I think he can win two. I don't know. Three is going to be tough. Um, and then career record 117 20 and one, and some of those were I'm almost positive to Kenny Monday, who is a likewise freaking legend. Um, so throw out some of those losses. So he's gonna have to get like 12 losses, three NCAA titles. I don't know what the other pla- the other placement was the year he didn't win, um, and also oh an Olympic bronze medal. Yeah. So he has to get an Olympic silver gold. That's yeah. tough. I love David Carr. I think David Carr is awesome. I don't know that he can outdo that. A few people asked us about Jay Nyerman coming out Friday night. It's not happening. He's not not wrestling this year, guys. Sorry. Not wrestling. I know how exciting that would be. Um, Someone asked forward pressure at isn't action. Where is Mikey Carr this year? I don't know. I don't know. Nobody knows. knows. He's He's on the roster. Don't know why he's... Don't know why he's not wrestling. Does he have a red shirt? Because some of those Illinois guys have never redshirted. I'm not sure about Mikey Carr. Yeah. Also not sure. Uh, C. Willis02 wants to know the longest Ben's hair's ever been. Can be in units, of so inches, long. or curls. It was so long. I, I don't know exactly, but it was so absurdly long. <laughs> um, would a Penn State, Oklahoma State, and Ohio State combined all-star team beat Iowa at Foxfire Donkey? Phew. Who are the team? Penn State, Ohio State. Yes, I'm gonna say yes. Ooh. Yeah, because you got cut. You throw Colin. You throw Colin Moore in there, uh, which adds a lot. You throw Sammy Sasso at 149. That adds a lot. Uh, yeah. You throw Pit. You throw Pitch in at 25, which is gonna at least minimize damage there. Um, I guess 57. None of them have. Very good 57s. That kind of hurts. I guess maybe you could you'd move Boo or Sammy Sasso up is what you do to get a better 57, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. If you manipulate the lineup, then yeah, then yeah, then it's definitely a possibility. All right, I think that's about it. Maybe we can get into that question more in depth when we have the lineups like in front of us. Well, yeah, I, yeah I'm gonna do that. We I don't think we have enough time because Ben's got to leave soon. But I am now gonna think about that for at least the next like 25 minutes. Oh, none wow. of them have a great. None of them have a great one eight four either. So that that's not ideal. Yeah. Okay, Tyler, if you want to play the music uh, this weekend, sixteen D one duels. I won't read them off. No, um, no, no, no. Go check out the event page. And Friday night, Penn State, Iowa. Ben Askren, Christian Piles will have live audio from inside Carver Hawkeye Arena. We'll have live <laughs> updates. Casey's Pizza on the site. We're gonna have Casey's Pizza. The beginning of a beautiful partnership. 
Uh, enjoy <laughs> a wonderful weekend of wrestling. Hey, and uh, me and Spade doing who's number one to show, and me and uh, Bray doing my first Friday FRL tomorrow. Mm. So, Ooh. yo, we got content all weekend on FRL, just, just or uh, on Flow Wrestling. Just have Flow Wrestling going all weekend. All right, we'll see you Tuesday. Peace.